It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Tonaguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Neil Grunninger, who is founder and president of Canoodle TV. Thanks for joining us today, Neil. Thanks for having me, Mario. Appreciate it. Well, let's start uh, with just with a simple question. Tell me what Cadoodle TV is and what it does. Um, yeah, absolutely. So in the simplest form, Cadoodle uh, TV is a safe streaming video service for kids under 13. Uh, it allows them to watch all their favorite shows in a safe environment. Um, and uh, we've really built our name brand in within the industry as as the leader and the fastest growing one of the fastest growing um, children's only focused services in the world when did you start we started in 2012 Uh, we launched our first uh, i'd say bootstrap version in 2014 and it was subscription-based service to to begin with Um, and through the years you know i could say we've been resurrected (laughs) Um, and in 2018, we shifted to an ad-supported model. Um, that kind of, you know, that, that big shift was, was uh, back and forth through, through my business partner, co-founder, Mike uh, Lowe, and I. And um, we just recognized that in the marketplace, um, kids were using YouTube uh, to consume all their content, and uh, it's free, right? So families uh, in large recognize that they can consume all their content, find all their favorite shows on YouTube. And uh, I think that's kind of, that put the precedence of, we're not gonna pay for content. Whether it's five, we had a $5 subscription fee, and you know, at the end of the day, every dollar counts, no matter, no matter what, how much that is. Mm-hmm. So once we introduced our, our ad-supported model, that's kind of when we saw some, some real success. And uh, ever since then, we've been, you know, gaining a lot of uh, new content. Um, Brenda Bisner, she is our content officer out in New York. Uh, we've expanded globally um, all within the last year and a half, two years. And um, now, you know, are the leader uh, in the space when it comes to the, the children's services online. Can you give me a sense of what your reach has grown to? Well, I can. Um, well, first off, we're in... We're global, right? Um, we've just came, I just got back from CES uh, and it was by far the best CES we've ever had down in Las Vegas. And it's just because now, you know, as you've seen, everyone's getting into the, the streaming space. Um, and um, ultimately, uh, they're, they're, the AVOD supported model has become a lot more adopted within, within the uh, OEM. So the, those original equipment manufacturers, they're looking for new ways to monetize their TVs. And we become that. So we've signed deals for hundreds of millions of TVs that are connected today. Um, and we're seeing an incredible growth. Uh, like I said, I mean, well, I can get into certain numbers, but um, we are extremely excited for 2020. Tell me what, uh, what the future uh, lies for you guys and, and where your vision is heading in, into the future. Well, we're focus is, is key. Uh, you know, we're, we have, and, and I encourage everyone to get, get a Roku or a fire TV an LG Samsung, we're across all devices um, and making sure that that user experience is, is the best that can be is, is really kind of what we're focused on. 
uh, to make sure that that there's that kids safety side of it. What has happened just recently, and um, this was big news last year, YouTube was fined $170 million from the FTC, and that was based on their, their legal, um, I guess, ad targeting uh, practices on YouTube. And so Kadoodle TV has always abided by the COPA, which is the Ch Children's Online Protective Privacy Act that has been around since 1998. And, um, and so, what, what we're excited about is that the, the players in the game have to now play by the rules. And, and so you're seeing a lot of adoption coming over to safe streaming services like, like ourselves. Um, we actually trademarked uh, the safe streaming um, name and brand, and that's become a real, real key indicator within the marketplace for, for not just um, parents and, and uh, caregivers and kids, but even advertisers and content owners that are that want to be a part of Google TV, so really it's it's a growth um, side of our service and and connecting to as many um, families as possible, and and not only that it's it's getting the advertisers and and the people that that want to reach kids in in a legal fashion in terms of advertisement um, in in a safe environment where they know their brands are not going to be you know, besides something on YouTube that is not appropriate. So that's, that's really key. That's our, you know, growth. Uh, and not only that, just, just sheer volume of content. We're signing, we've signed some very big brands. It's very exciting and, and they'll come out to press releases. You know, we, we have them coming out on a weekly basis. And um, so you'll see a lot more news coming in the near future. What's been the biggest challenge uh, for you as an entrepreneur in, in getting this business up and running and proceeding, I guess? Well, convincing people <laughs> that, uh, you know, we have a dream and, and uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest challenge for us out of the gate was the content acquisition timing of our business was still in the traditional means, right? So, so we were paying big upfronts and costs that, that were today we would never do, right? So that's been the shift and that's been actually one of the best parts of YouTube is all these big brands had to go on YouTube to find the eyeballs of, of children. And from that standpoint, those content costs have come down because they're variable now with, with it's called the CPM, right? So um, a cost per thousand views. So essentially they're paying on that. And before it's like broadcast where you're saying, I'm going to buy an episode for this many hours for this many years. And, and that costs us, uh, you know, an extreme amount of money. We had to raise a lot of money. So that was really the hard part uh, to start off our company. Typically you'll see a lot of um, companies, smaller companies, startups, you know, come up with the concept and not having to dish out that much capital to, to get it off the ground. Um, but we were able to, through uh, lots of, you know, friends and family that believed in, in um, Mike and myself, um, and then obviously getting, getting in some, some, some interesting investors from Dallas, uh, Texas, and they supported, supported us uh, from, you know, the beginning, and some other inter interesting investors. Uh, Tom Christ actually was one of our original investors that uh, is all about keeping kids safe and, and making sure they have, you know, the, the, the utmost um, ability to be who they are as, as, as a child. And so he believed in the cause as well. So that, you know, that in terms of starting that, that was really the, the challenge was raising the money um, and, um, and moving forward, you know, you know, introducing the product and executing on it. There's always a lot of fun things to get through 
Um, but uh, we managed to, to get to this point. So we're still going, that's all that matters. So I imagine over the years, you've had a number of people obviously give you advice. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind uh, as the best piece of advice you've received? Yeah, um, well, I, I would say ad- advice for sure. But I, in terms of influence, um, my parents, they definitely, they're entrepreneurs. They started, they decided to kind of quit their jobs and start a bowling center in Lethbridge, Alberta. So I'm from I'm Lethbridge. And, um, and I think, you know, growing up in that, in that space uh, and seeing what my parents, the hard work they put into it um, and really, really focused on making sure everyone else had what they needed to survive before they got any of the money. So it was always employees first, uh, business second, um, making sure the bowling shoes were sprayed third. And then I guess, it, you know, we came last in, the, in that sense. But just seeing how, how it, you know, incredibly um, caring they were with their employees and made them feel like family. And then, and so that's always been something that's, that's uh, driven me is, is employees of, and, and everyone that works for us, you know, they have so much, um, we have respect for them, vice versa, and, and we work very well with them across board. We're very, very lucky. We've built an incredible team. We've actually hired 20 people in the last, you know, I would say six months. So onboarding everyone has been, has been quite the challenge and, and, and me delegating and starting to build build upon it is always, you know, you have to hand this off and it's always been like every single piece of it, the baby of yours. Right. And then my grandfather always told me since I was a kid. So I I ran into some troubles back when I was really young and his advice was be nice to, or yeah, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Right. And, and so, yeah, he just, that was always his, his saying is like, Hey, if they're call it a bully, right. Um, then just avoid them. And, 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 you know, really work with people that seem to respect you um, and give them that respect back. And, and I think that's always kind of been one of my, my takeaways from him. Okay, super. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, ask you some more kind of personal type questions. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing as a job or career? Well, there was a time back when I was a kid where I could have chose the bowling route. <laughs> and maybe maybe be a professional bowler there was that was that was p- a potential are you good at it uh, i used to be my little brother's a million times better he's okay. just phenomenal i don't know why he didn't stick with it but um you know what i'm 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 pretty fortunate right now that uh, kadoodle has been the success that it has you know i, I just don't see myself really um, i'm so passionate about what we're doing this has been a dream of, of mine for a long time and it was, it's always been to get a seat at the table. Um, producing content has been uh, a dream and, uh, and that's what we get to do now, right? Is we have distribution. We're now, you know, call it a cable company, but globally. And if you think like just one contract that we got from CES, it's a hundred million TVs that are active right now. And that's, that's, you know, I think there's about 12 million, you know, um, homes in Canada at the end of the day, right? It's, 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 it's real scale. So that gives us, you know, a bit of, of leverage to start producing content. And, and that's always been my dream. So the next phase is content, original content production. Okay. Uh, beyond uh, the business side of things, uh, is, uh, is there anything that sits atop your bucket list this, uh, these days, I guess, on a personal level? 
Oh, well, I, I, you know what? I think maybe I would like to jump out of a plane. I'm not going to lie, but I'm also afraid of heights. So these are things that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm battling with. Sometimes you wake up to falling out of a plane. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, traveling the world, you know, getting, getting out there and, and really experiencing new cultures, um, learning, you know, Italian, I would, I'm Italian, my mom's Italian. So I'd love to learn, learn the language. Um, and just becoming a little bit more uh, in, involved in the community here in Calgary. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to bring some of the success back and, and, and work with, with, you know, entrepreneurs, individuals, and, and driven people. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Ambitious. Um, and, and, I, and I would say it describes the constant battle of just moving forward no matter what. Um, I, I, I try to do everything I can to, to be better, right, on, on a daily basis. And, and so, you know, that drive comes from multiple aspects of growing up and learning about yourself. But, yeah, I think ambitious would definitely describe me as that. Okay, then. And as you uh, prepare yourself each day, like, uh, I'm wondering, do you have a, a, a regular, normal routine you go through? Uh, yes. Uh, the gym is important to me. Um, I, I've been going to the gym since I was really young. Yeah, going to the gym in the morning, taking that time to, to really kind of reflect on, on the day, trying not to, to uh, like I said, get messages and, and, and be distracted in that sense. Uh, and from there, you know, I like to take the time. Obviously, I travel so much um, that it, it becomes, it's hard to keep that routine. Uh, you know, I'm going to be in, in Calgary probably for three weeks in the next three to four months. Um, so there's just so much going on outside of, of Canada, really, that we have to be there. Otherwise, things don't get done. And so, yeah, routine, going to the gym, um, family is taking as much time as I can with family. I go down to Lethbridge as, as often as, as I can. Uh, my little brother moved to Calgary, so I've been trying to get him to come here for over 10 years. He finally has planted his roots here. Um, so trying to spend as much time with friends and family outside of work, um, because we, we actually have a lot of, lot of friends that work with us too, which has been a great hire through, through the, all the years of, of being in Google TV. But um, yeah, routine, you know, and, and keeping those goals in mind and, and clarity on, on strategizing on a day-to-day -day basis. And then, and then obviously envisioning the, the, next, the next six, to, to six months to, to a year, which if you think about it, normally people look five years ahead, but because of the landscape we're in, it changes on, on a monthly basis. Yeah. So you mentioned travel, uh, travel a lot. Is there any favorite place that uh, you've been to? As of late, I would say um, I was in Prague just recently, and it was just incredible. I, I I'm, a, I'm a sucker for architect and uh, architecture, sorry, and, and um, I really, really enjoyed just walking around uh, and, and looking at what the history, uh, you know, could have been um, and imagining what, what that would have been like. And um, uh, south of France, Nice. And um, Ez, if you've ever heard of Ez before, it's, it's actually Walt Disney lived there for, I think, six months. And um, I'm pretty sure this is where he came up with his, his um, uh, storyline of uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, I swear. Because it, it's just, it's, a, it's an incredible, incredible place to sit down and reflect on, 
on the world and, and where we've come from. Um, and um, anywhere overseas, uh, I never got to really explore that. So Barcelona, I've been, we're, I'm going in, in uh, another month from now um, for the Mobile World Congress and uh, New York, especially as well. Okay, so this is going to be a, a kind of an oddball question for you, and especially for someone like you and, and the business that you're in. So if you can imagine, um, we're going to drop you off in the tropical island in the middle of the ocean where there is no technology. Oh my goodness. You're giving me stress already thinking about this. <laughs> so there's one phone booth there. Uh, we're going to let you stay there until you give us a call and tell us, hey, come pick me up and take me home. Uh, so two questions. How long would it take you to make that phone call? And what do you think you'd do while you were there? Wow, interesting, interesting. Well, first off, I probably would sleep for like a good week. <laughs> Just shut my mind off because I can't, I can't even get into the amount of work that has to happen over the next bit. And it's just been ongoing, which is what I'm really excited about. Um, to be busy is, is, is better not to be. And um, um, so, yeah, I would, I would take some time, I think, to, to catch up on that. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I've never really, I mean, I've gone to the mountains. I've hiked. I love hiking, going to the mountains as much as possible and, and just taking that time to really be um, a part of, of, the, of nature. Uh, that call would probably have to go to my mom because she'd be worried. Just so you know, she texts me all the time, just making sure you're alive. And and I think I think after a week would be a long time. I think after a few days, I would start itching to 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 get get in contact because I am always connected. And um, even I don't really take vacations. I'll be honest with you. I haven't take actually no, that's a lie. My parents and the whole family took a vacation for the first time in our, in the history of our family two years ago and we went on a cruise and that was a nightmare for me. I just absolutely could never do it again. So I don't like being like a cat, you know, just ship through, come here and do the same thing over. So I, yeah, I would say three to four days, I'd probably make a call and I would, I would let them know, come join me and let's, let's hang out at this island, park, park your boats and let's go. And, okay. and so, yeah, that, that's probably my answer to that. Okay, well, super. Well, thanks for joining us today on Calgary's podcast, Neil. Great, Marm. Thank you so much for having me and uh, pleasure, ple pleasure speaking with you. Get to know you better. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.